girl, love the mess. I watch the swirl of smoke from candles burning while Mary looked up yawning. Hello and welcome to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're recording this on Sunday morning, October 10th, 2021. I'm Larry Rhodes or Doubter5. And as usual, we have our co-host Wombat on the line with us. Hello, Wombat. Welcome to our 20th episode of all time. Oh, no. More like 420th. <laughs> more like 450. <laughs> but we're keeping on keeping on. Our guests today are George Brown, two and a half. He'll be with us here in a little bit. Uh, Dread Pirate Higgs. Hello, Dread. Ahoy there. And John Richards, all the way from England. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. Thank you. Recovered. Cool. Yeah, I'm happy you're fine. I'm very happy you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we'll also be talking about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. Well, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, I'm, why do you have to make it me versus you? Why can't you guys <laughs> oh, I can tell, tell you. me? I can talk about it right now. <laughs> you, the topic is, are uh, you making these walls? It's always us versus them. We're going to be talking about that on this show today. Tactics with narcissism, starting with us versus them, and then whatever else we want to talk about after that. But before we get into the meat and potatoes, I want to throw it up to our own Dread Pirate Higgs for our weekly invocation. Well, be me captain, I shall not want... He maketh me to float in salt waters. He steereth me through glassy seas. He filleth me bowl. He steereth me through the states of noodliness for goodness sake. Aye, though I sail through the heaving of tempestuous waters, I will fear not sinking, for thou art with me. Thy mast and thy rudder, they comfort me. Thou preparest a feast before me in the presence of me mates. Thou quenchest me thirst with grog. My goblet runneth over. Truly, pasta and grog shall abide with me all the days of me life, and I shall dwell in the galley of our quab forever. <laughs> George, it looks like you're finally set up now. Ho- let's see. Let's do a quick check. Are you there? Oh, I think I'm here. Am, am I there? Yes, well, you're okay. absolutely good. wonderful. It's good to see you uh, guys. We're going to be talking. Uh Oh, I'm getting some weird Internet awards. Uh, we're going to be talking about narcissism again today, but specifically about tactics of narcissism. But I do would like to check up with everybody and see how you guys have been doing. John Richards, you just survived. Like, what was it? Something. It was basically the flu, right? Well, I was telling you about like, well, I was telling you about, right? <laughs> Coronavirus. 2019. Yes. I know. I'm a survivor. It's um, unfortunately, of course, I was vaccinated way back in the beginning of the year. So, so for me, it was, you know, people who are my age and don't get vaccinated have a 50, 50 chance of living. Yeah. But in my case, I was vaccinated. So I suffered a mild sort of cold, flu type of thing it it wiped me out to be honest you know i had to lay down and sleep a lot and and there was a bit of upper respiratory nonsense but i'm fully recovered that fantastic i'm so happy to hear that i really am i really am that Mm. plus another win for science right isn't that great it's just it's just a wonderful wonderful thing it's like hey i get to keep my friends around and yesterday 
I have my food jab. <laughs> okay, cool. I got my. You you call it a food jab? Yeah, or it's a slang jab. term for, for for vaccination. Okay, Dred's nodding his head. He, you call them jabs over there in Canada too? Sure. Okay, sure. Jabs and stabs. <laughs> Can I please get stabbed and jabbed today? Hey, Dred, how have you been? How was your week so far? Well, today uh, we're going to be celebrating our Canadian Thanksgiving. Congratulations. Um, yes, thank you. And uh, uh, what's probably not known to most Americans is that uh, Canadians started celebrating Thanksgiving uh, well before uh, the American holiday came into existence. Uh, wow. I believe it was 1592 when some guy came over from Europe and landed in Nunavut. And, uh, uh, and so they gave thanks for having arrived safely on the shores of eastern Canada. Wow, we so that's the story behind Thanksgiving. I am I am sometimes appalled with how much American centric my education is. Right, I really am. I really am. I was discuss. I was having a really long discussion about that yesterday. I'm not going to bring it up again today, so don't worry about it. The guy who listens to the show, but I would have something to say. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Just things. I'm like, of course it wasn't an American thing. Of course it was somewhere else. (laughs) Never hear about that in school. But I did, want to, I, I did also want to say, so uh, I, I put my culinary skills uh, to the test. Uh, so last night I, I cooked a, a, a ham with okay. a honey mustard glaze, which is just Ooh. divine. Ooh. And then I made the stuffing today for the turkey, and then I'll be cooking the turkey after the show. So a silly question, is it the same kind of standards of Thanksgiving in America, if you know the traditions, like the same sort of ornaments? turkey uh, but we it, we just go for the food we don't we don't we dispense with the ornaments uh got um, it. it's just turkey ham and brussels sprouts and uh scalp potatoes and that kind of stuff then i come Can I yeah come? absolutely <laughs> there's plenty to go around i'm surprised there's no maple syrup involved yeah uh, i'm actually surprised by that yeah no you're right no there's honey but no maple syrup okay 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 joe uh larry we're gonna play a game called what's on your shirt what's on oh. your shirt what's on your shirt what is on it's your flowery shirt? shirt this time just flowers flowery and palm shirt. trees and jungles you know you know mode. it's no longer summer are you just gonna are you yeah, just gonna the high today is supposed to be 81 so well that's global warming you know we know we're ruining the planet it doesn't mean we yeah, got well. there's still fashion clocks that run by the hour my friend. <laughs> you mean like okay. uh September 1st, that clock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. And I did switch a little bit before over to flannel, long sleeve flannels and stuff with the cold snaps we've had. But getting back warm again, it's too it warm is. to be wearing that all day. It is. I love, it is. I love Dred's shirt. And yeah, what it, is one on your shirt, Dred? Yeah. Oh, Wanted Dead or Alive, Schrodinger's cat. Dead and it's and a black alive. cat, too. Notice and it's dead and cat. alive. It reminds it me. It should of say "dead and alive." Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, dead seen, and alive. Oh, dead and alive. Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen a brilliant meme on that theme, meme theme, mm-hmm. which is we've got um, Saint Schrodinger, the forgotten saint, standing, <laughs> out, standing outside the tomb, and the rock <laughs> is rolled back, closing it. Okay. And he's saying to a couple of visiting women, Mary and somebody, he's saying. And if we keep it shut, Jesus is always both alive and dead. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that's awesome. 
nice. We're gonna throw we're gonna throw it up to our own man of the hour, George Brown. We're talking about narcissism today, specifically about the tactics they use. And so, well, that's why uh, are we talking about this? Yeah, we could. Um, well, before that, I would just wanted to mention what I've been up to. Sure, sure, um, sure. I have, uh, as you may know, I am interested in the effects of destructive people on my own personal life and kind of delving into that as a personal quest to try to peel the onion and uh, plow through the cobwebs. And so uh, I was doing a little reading up on a few people, Jim Jones of the People's Temple uh -huh. and Jeffrey Epstein. And honestly, I, I got so disgusted when reading about Jeffrey Epstein that I almost couldn't keep reading. Um, and, and anyway, the, the, the topic of the hour about him is compromise. It's a new uh, Russian term that I think we're all going to be hearing more and more about in the future. But um, I will leave that to rest right here. So that's where I've been putting a lot of time. Of course, so what does that term mean? Compromise. Well, it's a form of blackmail. But we're used to thinking about blackmail, the goal of blackmail being money. In this way, it's the manipulation of another oh. person yes. to, to do what you money. want them to do. Yes. yes. Okay. To, uh, Coercion. Like, yeah, coer it's a form of coercion, and I, I believe that J. Edgar Hoover was actually running the United States in a way by doing that to politicians. And um, yeah, there was a fellow in New York City who ran New York in the background, and his name was Robert Moses, and I believe he did the same thing. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> can I so flag up, can, can I flag up um, George's wonderful mixed metaphor i've never heard it before Go peel the onion and work through the cobweb <laughs> <laughs> well i'm peeling my own onion you know oh, in an attempt at, at my old age to okay. understand myself yes. i peel an onion and i read some cobwebs i'm not peeling that onion anymore i was just like okay <laughs> yes, you're, you're you're trying to work out your baggage george yes exactly George, George, what I love about your the story that you just told us right now is that it sounds like there are a lot of different kinds of tactics narcissists use to coerce people to make them do what they want to do. And it's unfortunately really effective. And yeah. I think it leads into the yes. power that we uh, how about it? It leads into a direct example of how we give narcissists power. Mm. And then oh, yes. ask the question of like, why do we do that? And why are these things? Yes. Like and That's so, a wonderful question, I think. And, and, and what well, we're covering uh, this show. And I yeah. think it's like the, it was a topic that you brought up from yesterday. It's like, why is this so effective? And can we break these tactics down so we know them when we see them? Yeah. So, May I say, uh, I would like to offer just one little overview here for a moment um, and say that there is a difference between what we're talking about and official definitions of narcissism. And so, or let's say narcissistic personality disorder. And mm. so these definitions, uh, and I think this is very exciting, the work that psychologists are doing ahead of the official diagnoses in, in a way. Wow. 
So the official diagnoses are conservative. They are what people have observed and validated and codified. So it's a scientific approach, and and they tend to be back a little bit, whereas there's very exciting work being done ahead of of the official definitions. So we will be talking about what we've observed kind of from the armchair and not not the official definitions. Sure, sure, sure. We have a... We have an expression for this, which must be an American expression, I think, because it refers to a movie. We call this sort of this sort of mental coercion. We call it gaslighting. Uh, it's something new that I've been hearing about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one. Now, you fast- said it came from a movie. Which movie did it yes. come from? You know? Gaslight. <laughs> oh, there's a movie called Gaslight. Is it does it is it just some guy gaslighting another person? Was, is that literally was- where that thing came from? old black and white movie where this sort of Svengali figure controls a, a girl to do his bidding by, you know, not threats, but um, manipulation. Uh, wow. It sounds like uh, the premise of V for Vendetta as well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, George, what's up? Uh, well, what it is, is um, it is one tactic that they can use and and the what it is is it is the um convincing somebody else that what they know to be true is false and replacing the truth with the fantasy and when you say that the main thing i hear is when you convince someone that something is not when you misinform someone even against their own credit that sounds like you're taking advantage of someone who doesn't have a good standard of evidence. Right. And the funny thing is, is we are all perceptible to that because no one has a perfect standard of evidence. It's something mm. that we work towards, right? Which means yeah. therein lies the problem with the, how we give narcissists power. It's because they exploit a weakness that we all share. And yeah. that it's a, it's a tricky thing to figure out true things from false things. And when you have a yes, very clever yes. person who knows how to manipulate information uh-huh. in just the way that you want to hear it, they can completely yes. make you do things that are against your own interests. Larry, what's up? Well, it's particularly effective, I would think, against people who are religious and that they already follow a totalitarian yeah. uh, worldview and they're susceptible to taking something at, work, at, at its uh, face value as, sure. yep. quote, gospel. Adding, adding another dictator to a dictator. Right. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I would argue if you are already religious, you're already a victim of this. Yes. Because yes. there's no reason why anyone's born is convinced that any higher power or anything exists. You're convinced of that when you're right. born. And too young to think about convinced. it on your own. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. When mm-hmm. all your authority figures, your parents, and your, your pastor, your teachers all believe this. Oh, heck, the law enforcement agents, the uh, uh, politicians, yeah. all the way up to yeah. president. You make your license plates. Yeah, right. yeah everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, when I was born anyway. I'll wrap this up into this too, because when you have an authority figure who believes in a God, it makes it very easy for that person to make enemies of other people because it's Mm. like, they don't believe in our God. They're not, they don't have our values. Like us us and them. (laughs) In group, in group, out group. Yep. And I feel like in my head, that's the OG path of religion and how it's been so effective in terms of shaping cultures. It's essentially one guy, because it tends to be a dude, let's be honest, 
on a on a hilltop or on a church pew or some sort being like or with the microphone. Yeah, <laughs> or the microphone they are the bad people let's take their stuff and everybody agreeing because they're not us so of yeah, course we yeah. should take their stuff right. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. it's such a shame it's a real shame but i feel like we fall prey to it even today if we look on the news i can i can't flip through the channel right now if i were i don't even have cable but i know if i did have cable and i turn it on and flip through the channels if i had 30 channels i think that's how many channels are it's been a while I guarantee you, I would at least see ten narcissists, <laughs> or or mouthpieces of narcissists telling me how the world works, or why some group of people are terrible, or why yep. something terrible is happening. Well, this is why I don't have cable, but like I don't think the internet's any better, to be honest with you. Um, uh, I know I'm getting a little bit uh, preachy here, but John Richards, you know, in England, right? You, I, yeah. I would hope that it is not as polarized as it is in the U.S. Is that the case, or do you feel like things are worse in some other ways? Well, uh, it's not so polarized here. Uh, you are in a, a ludicrously polarized situation right now in the U.S., I'm afraid. And we're going that way, which is usually the case. You know, what you do, we follow 10 years later. But um, what I wanted to, to mention, a couple of things... One is uh, George brought up Jeffrey Epstein, and of course he's very topical at the moment because one of our princes, the Queen's second eldest son, is implicated in uh, a a case which is being brought against him for, um, what was the expression, Uh, seducing? No, it wasn't. Uh, Raping? No, I'm not sure it was that. Uh, uh, an underage woman, and he denies. I'm pretty it. sure he said he he didn't do anything. He looks very trustworthy to me in that interview, right? Well, he's I just, can't. Uh, uh, he was sweating chick feet all around his face. I think that's uh, an upstanding. I, guy. I can't possibly say anything more about that because I'll be thrown in the tower. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's the, weird the other how thing I, like that permeates. But yeah, the other thing I wanted to say is that. Where do you stop? There's a line, isn't there, between sort of benevolent manipulation and narcissistic coercion for your for your own mean purposes. John, I wish you didn't say that. What do you mean by benevolent manipulation? And is there is is there such a thing? Please explain this. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll give you a personal example so you can pull me apart. Many years ago, when I had sons, but they're now fully grown up and flown away. One of them wanted a gun. <laughs> they, they wanted, he wanted a, a, a air rifle. You know, you, I mean, you can't get guns in this country, but at the time you could get air rifles. It's very hard to get even them now, but back then some boys had air rifles and they did target shooting. So I said, okay, I'll get you an air rifle, but remember that the only thing you can do with it is point it and pull the trigger. And that's it. You know, that's the end of the fun. So I was trying to persuade him not to want it. Mm. And that's without manipulation. Him not to want it. Without telling him not to want it or that. Exactly. And I was trying to persuade him to change his mind about wanting it. And, and but that's benevolent manipulation. We we don't want young boys with guns. <laughs> so the principle behind it was, you know, fatherly. Mm, I, bought, I bought it for him. <laughs> he pointed it and shot it a few times, and then it's been rotting in the garage ever since. Okay. 
Okay. You didn't right, put okay. out his eye with it? No, he yeah. didn't do it. The <laughs> most, the most like, harm, the most harm he did with it was ruin one of our drain pipes. Wow. Which, which is still broken. The oh. rain runs down the outside because there's a hole. <laughs> yeah. I remember the Red Rider air rifle from right. uh, A Christmas Story, and I think that's what Larry was referencing. Uh -huh. You're going to take right. out your eye with it. That's right. right. Oh. Oh. Yeah, right. But uh, I, w I was going to comment uh, because uh, when Ty had asked uh, uh, John about whether um, – you know, Britain or the English are divided. I mean, I thought Brexit was a perfect example of that yes. absolute polarization where yes. it was yes. 49 to 51. Wow. Um, you know, I mean, how can something be that contentious? You know, if it isn't clearly obvious that there's a benefit to the greater, you know, proportion of the population why does it sit at 5149? Like, you know, I would say that that decision shouldn't happen until it's, you know, 6535. You know what I yeah. mean? You know, yeah. it, it just seems that this one vote over the post is just an absolutely ridiculous way because yes. you mm -hmm. disenfranchise essentially half the population yes. Yes. when you allow a decision to go through on that basis. It's crazy. Yeah. Don't get me on this subject. <laughs> hey, it's almost as if a bunch of narcissists made government. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Based it off of a, off a system that a, uh, a bunch of nars Greek narcissists made up. And yeah. they did, and because they're the ones who benefited, because their money is already offshore. Yes, and, of course. And it's only got more valuable, while the rest yeah. of us have seen everything get more expensive yeah, or yeah. even unavailable, like petrol for the last month. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even know. That yeah, one. ours ours just went up twenty cents a liter. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> went from a dollar thirty seven to a dollar fifty seven a liter. So it's crazy. Yeah, but we're we're paying that. Oh no, you did say liter. You did say liter, didn't yeah. you? Because I'm thinking you might be gallons, like they yeah. are still. No, these, these guys, these guys are still, <laughs> still gallons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're still doing it by gallons. Yeah, uh, that's why all the satellites and spacecraft are crashing. Yes, oh, really? sticking to standard measurements and all that. Mm. Well, the, the, the story behind that was in the, the early shuttle, wasn't it? When uh, one company made part of the rocket to metric and the other company made it to Imperial and they didn't fit properly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's not cool. No, nope. that's not cool. Yeah. What are you going to do? You got to get your rocket ships to those, those damn narcissists. Yeah. So here, my thing is, narcissists have definitely an impact on our society. They have an impact on our government, but it's not just something that's like recent. Like we can't just point to Trump and be like, hey, narcissists, we're done here. Like it's systematic and it's been affecting it since the the conception of what government, you know, if we were taking it from Greek principles, it is and was because even the people that we were basing it off of their ideas we're probably not the best people in the world either. They, we, like, for example, Aristotle, Plato, known slave masters, known people who write literature on how to own people, does not want women in, in positions of power. Only yeah. men, but not just any man, has to be land-owning men, and that means rich people. So, like, you know, you have a system of government that we're based off of who are people who are only interested in their own self-interest, for the oh. most part, and aren't privy to the consequences of bad judgments or bad calls as the people that they are in control of. And I feel like that is, in my head, an aspect of narcissism. And whenever 
complications or complaints come up, it's like, well, at least we're not like the Chinese. It's like, whoa, whoa, why are you, why are you us versing them? Like, why can't we focus on our problems? And why is pointing out another uh, weird system or a different system from a different people in any way helpful to improving ours? Like, can't we work on making a more perfect union together? Yeah. I feel like we have to struggle so hard to get through that. We have to struggle through waves of narcissism to get good at anything. But we are at the bottom of half hour. I, George, I saw you raise your hand. We're going to get straight back to you. When we come back to the show, uh, Larry, why don't you take a set? We'll come right back to narcissism and how they're screwing up sure. everything that's nice. Uh, this is the <laughs> Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio, 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we'll be right back after this short break. Some songs are happy And some songs are sad Some songs are really well rehearsed And other songs are bad Well, some songs are angry And some songs are sweet Some songs are made to help you wake up in the morning Well, here's a little song to help you go back to sleep There isn't any God and when you die you're just dead And heaven's just a fairy tale to put you to bed Sometimes I think about the chance that I'm wrong And then I close my eyes and just remember this song I said there isn't any God and when you die you're just dead And heaven's just a fairy tale to put you to bed there ain't nobody watching us cause nobody cares And in the end we're living all alone If I could live forever I'd do it if I could Leave it all behind, everything that I've done It's just as bad as if it never begun And if I was a believer And Lord knows I at peace when I close my eyes and I can go to heaven on the day that I die but there isn't any God and when you die you're just dead and heaven's just a fairy tale to put you to bed sometimes I think about the chance that I'm wrong and then I close my eyes and just remember this song I said there isn't any God and when you die you're just dead and heaven's just a fairy tale to put you to bed. There ain't nobody watching us, cause nobody cares. And in the end, we're living all alone. Love don't matter, cause you die in the end. And money don't matter, cause you die in the end. And life don't matter, cause you die in the end. But it's really never over, no, it's really never over. In heaven's just a fairy tale to put you to bed Sometimes I think about the chance that I'm wrong And then I close my eyes and just remember this song I said there isn't any God and when you die you're just dead In 
Welcome to the second half of the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM here in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm Doubter Five. Let's talk about the Atheist Society of Knoxville for a second. ASK was founded in 2002. We're in our 19th year. Uh, we have over a thousand members now, and we're back to having weekly in person meetings down in Knoxville's old city at the Barley's Taproom and Pizzeria out on the patio. Uh, we also have weekly Zoom meetings for those who don't live in Knoxville or are old like us and don't want to get out into a crowd and take the chance of getting COVID. Uh, so check on our website, uh, that's knoxvilleatheist.org, or go to YouTube or free, uh, sorry, Facebook and check on uh, our pages there. By the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you should still go to Meetup and search for an atheist group in your town. Don't find one. Start one. Start one. Well, I'm about where you want to pick up. Hey, we were leaving mid-thought on a question from George. We're talking about narcissism and why narcissists won't let us have nice things. George, what was on your mind? Well, um, you know, following up on what we were talking about in the last half hour, um, narcissists are master manipulators. And that's the name of the game. They're, I think to me, I mean, there are various characteristics that they have, but uh, to control. And they have many different techniques of manipulation. And they, um, uh, to bring up the unspoken name so far, Donald Trump, um, the thing that perplexes me, the question that I just have not been able to understand the answer to is why does anybody want to work for this man? Because they should know that he is going to throw them under the bus. You would think. I mean, as That's, much as we read about that happening all the time, we just have to wonder about people like that. Dread. And they are so. Dread has an idea on this. Dread has an idea yeah. on this, and this is good. Well, talk. I, I was going to ask um, because you said narcissists are master manipulators. Are they master manipulators by virtue of being a narcissist or are they narcissistic by virtue of being master manipulators? Like no chicken and is egg. One, is one, yeah, is one kind of causal to the other and, and which way does it go? I have a quick comment on that, Dren. I think <laughs> no one took Trump seriously until people in power realized that they could use Trump and then eventually came to the point where Trump was just a tool you know his own tool that was so good that people were like okay well even if he gets kicked out we'll still be here so let's just keep pushing whatever he's doing because it's working good for us now mm -hmm. and so i think trump is very much in the same position as he was you know six years ago when he wasn't president where he's just this loudmouth guy who thinks very highly of himself but now he's lost all political power and he's still acting the exact same thing except no one's paying attention to him yeah. nearly as much as they were well this was, is yeah, and, and that's kind of my question is because, you know, certainly there was a large portion of the population that realized he's he thinks he's a master manipulator. Right. And in fact, he's just a, a, a goofball right. um, who is so self-involved that he believes these things about himself when clearly um, reality does not agree. 
and I'll 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 just case, I'll bookend this and then we get to Dread or George. Uh, I don't think he's not a narcissist. I just think he's a terrible one that was probably being used by more <laughs> narcissists to affect a, a certain agenda, right? It's like, hey, we're going to go bomb this country, but we don't want people to talk about it. Can Trump say something stupid? Yeah, of course. Just put the camera on him. Great. Trump says something stupid. That's in the news. And meanwhile, pff, pff, yeah. no one talks about that, right? George, what do you, uh, what do you, what do you got? Well, you know, last week, I, I mentioned three psychologists that I recommend that everybody pay attention to. Um, and I'll mention their names before we go today for everybody. Uh, but one of them, George Simon, who's a rather conservative uh, fellow, was asked in an interview, why does Trump do this stuff? And his response was, because it works. <laughs> And that's it. That's um, but in answer to your question, I think it was uh, Dread Pirate. Uh, I think the narcissism came first. Mm. Certainly in his case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, the narcissism was formed very early as a response to being abused as a child, uh, to being um, um, traumatized. Overlooked at the very least. And then, you know, what's that? And then, and then this, uh, this tendency is then an expression of narcissism, right? Yes, exactly. And, and the psychologist Ramani Durvasala, who I highly recommend, um, her attitude about people like this is that they are responsible for the destruction that they cause. No matter what was done to them in childhood, they own the devastation that they cause in the lives of others. They own it. They are accountable for it. And I, as much as I love nature nurture, I will say this. There are a lot of people who are overlooked growing up. There are a lot of people who are traumatized. They're not all narcissists. So no. there is something specific to people who go that route that speaks to their character, which makes them accountable for their actions. Larry, what's up? Uh, we were talking about a chicken and egg kind of thing. And, and uh, George has been asking us, how, why do we always allow them to lead us? I think there's the, to run for office, you have to have a very healthy self-respect uh, <laughs> and a self-thought of yourself, self-image. And I think that a large proportion of the people that would get actually get into office would be uh, uh, narcissistic and, and an attribute, if nothing else. Of course, there are a lot of people that run for office to be able to help their fellow man. But, right. uh, you know, that's one of the things about just having a good, healthy self-respect to be able to put yourself forward like that. But a lot of uh, narcissists would definitely have that. Self-selecting. Yep. Mm. Or, or, you know, if even the sense of duty, like we've had veterans before who have applied, who I think were you know, pretty upstanding people who are just thinking like, Hey country, I fought for this. I bled for this. I want to make sure that we can put ourselves in the direction. It's not about me. It's just, I've already come from a position of self-sacrifice and I'm willing to, if America chooses me, do what I can to continue to do, you know, service to my country. It's like, I can appreciate that. What is it? The Constantine Constantine. Is that his name? Constantine. There's a uh, famous Roman. Roman emperor yep. that yep. brought christianity that was constantine uh, yeah yeah constantine uh, okay well then i i'm mixing up my parables but unfortunately there was one who was like a general who was like a farmer 
and people brought him in. They were like, you need a lead. And he led. And then at the end, he's like, I'm going back to farming, guys. See ya. And he just went back to going back to being a farmer. It's probably not Constantine. I'm thinking of, uh, oh, since no, I'll look it up. You guys have a fun, have a conversation with yourselves. We'll throw and, it up to- and he served as an emperor or as a general? No, not an emperor, just a general. Just a general. Oh. In the room, well, isn't that okay. the premise of that movie uh, with uh, Russell Crowe? <laughs> gladiator yeah gladiator <laughs> didn't he want to go back to being a farmer after you finished uh fighting for uh for the emperor in that war and i'm pretty sure he just really wanted to rub long blades of grass like very, very yeah 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 <laughs> i think you're thinking about cincinnatus cincinnati yes yes cincinnatus. i knew it was, i knew it was a c name but i didn't know if yeah. it was cincinnati so yeah cincinnatus general want to serve that was done serving, went back to his regular life. He like threw away a bunch of money just to go back to doing the things that he did. And I'm like, there are people who are like that. And I feel like some of them do ask to be president. Do they get successful and get in? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I, I'm not going to judge. There's a city named after him in Ohio. <laughs> true, true, true. I'm sure that was his end goal at the end of the day. It's like, I want to yeah. be in Ohio City in a place uh-huh. called America. George, what's up? Well, I was just, you know, it flashed into my mind was uh, differences in manipulative technique. Um, uh, Hitler's method was to use the southern minister approach in addressing a crowd, Hmm. whereas, and I think Martin Luther King did the same thing, being a southern minister. It's, it's, um, It's an equal opportunity sort of a thing, where you start out talking, very quietly and rationally and logically and you build and you build and you build and you're just screaming at the end uh trump's method is different (laughs) sorry sorry. he blurts you know he 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 puts out a pepper spray of right of of blurt and and of attack on somebody else but so that's his mo it seems to work either way so there yeah it's a very bizarre thing george you made a brilliant point it's almost as if people are willing to listen to someone whether they speak fast slow loud or quiet as long as they're saying the things that they're feeling right and not what they're critically thinking about but what they're feeling and and at that if that's the case then it's very easy for anybody who's crazy (laughs) to to amass a very popular fan base if they're just saying things that yeah. the the fan base wants to hear regardless of how they're saying it and i feel like they're yeah see i think that that people like us um want to influence other people with logic because we are assuming that they will meet us on the logical plane mm-hmm. whereas these master manipulators mm-hmm. have it really figured out <laughs> they're they're hitting them in the gut right and we don't know how to do that and, you know, there is something with the way how Trump does speak or the method of how he speaks. It's very similar to a fast paced car salesman or a used car salesman who's like, hey, oh, this God. is the best car in the world. It's an incredible car. You know, it's got a little bit of bunches and patches, but, you know, see, it fell on fire last time. But listen, it's super good now. It's going to be the best car ever. Sure, it, fell, it blow, explodes every other Wednesday, but this is the car that's going to be reliable. It's going to drive your kids to work. It's like you're saying bad things and you're mixing in with good things and you're focusing on like huge adjectives that stick. And like the person's more entranced with how you're speaking than with the actual topics of conversation that you're cherry picking from. And unlike, you know, the, the Southern Baptist approach where 
you almost completely circumvent the bad and you just upswell, upswell, upswell and keep building up. Trump will say things that are absolutely horrendous, but he'll mix them in with, but it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Like we're all going to get the virus, but you know what? <laughs> Who cares? We're Americans. We're going to live through it. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be freedom. It's be freedom. And I'm like, you can't, for the people who are listening critically, it's like there's no substance here. And you're, in fact, making me more scared, which makes me listen to you more because I see what you're saying as a threat, which makes me want to pay attention to what you're saying. Right. And for the people who want to hear what he's saying, they're willing to happy, happily listen to him at, just to just to hear the person that they chose was a good person. And so what ends up what you end up with is people who are critical thinking, paying attention and people who aren't critically thinking, paying attention. And it just continues to build a, a crowd. And I feel like there's danger in there, too. George, what's up? Well, you know, one thing in terms of manipulation that occurs to me, again, I'm back to Trump, is that um, if we read a transcript, if we if we watch him speak to an audience or we read a transcript of what he actually said, it's word salad. These are yep. sentences that don't compute. They, they make no sense whatsoever. They contain the buzzwords, but they don't make logical sense as sentences. And I remember there was a... There was a reporter from a New Zealand paper who was trying to uh, cover Trump from New York, and he's in Washington, and she said that the reporters have to get together and rewrite what he says because they don't make sense otherwise. So they have to put words into his his mouth. Okay. And and my point is that he knows how to speak English because every once in a while he does. I don't think he he does. His vocabulary I, I, is pretty big, in fact. It's pretty big. His vo- my yeah. vocabulary is pretty big. It's pretty. It's a. It's the pretty. It's, a, uh, it's vocabulary. incredible. It's the best vocabulary ever. Yeah, it's pretty. It's the biggest, prettiest <laughs> vocabulary that was ever big and pretty. You mm-hmm. know, it's the biggest one. But I'm saying, um, use the best like words. There, yeah, he's literally said that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a little hint of sexism in here too, because we just before Trump, the last maybe the second to last political roundup we did, we had a lady called Sarah Palin, who in my head was. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what was that, Dred? <laughs> I just a laugh. I was just Sarah, a laugh. Sarah Palin chuckle we had a sarah palin but here's the thing if you if you run trump's speeches over sarah palin's speeches sarah palin was making full sentences and, <laughs> and was not using the same word multiple times in a sentence they were silly and like had, <laughs> and had punctuation yeah but like i can see russia from my house that's a complete full sentence that had begins and end if trump was doing it it'd be like russia biggest most terrific place ever you know great place would love to live there anyway seeing from my house i live in a big house it's gold made of gold Love my house. Great. It's like, what are you even saying? Like, what yeah, makes yeah. sense in that word? Yet we, I looked at one guy as president and the other one we were laughing at for being vice president. I yeah. feel like, you know, as much as we are pointing out narcissism, I still feel like there's a little bit of sexism there, too. Anyway, George, what's up? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, okay. Statistically, I believe so far, um, narcissists tend more to be men than women. So why don't we just mention a few women narcissists? Um, and I'm pulling a blank. Maybe Sarah Palin. What? Madonna, maybe? Um, anybody know anybody? Well, if you go by who takes the most selfies, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, pretty, that's pretty much a lot of them. 
you're shooting pretty low. You're pretty, you're shooting pretty low. You're you're basically saying every fourteen year old and lower. <laughs> <laughs> well, no going on the the so, story of the original narcissist who looked at himself in a puddle. That's <laughs> that's the measure. There's so many narcissists that they put a camera on the front side of the phone as yeah. like mm-hmm. you remember like that was probably a boardroom meeting it's like we need to put two cameras on the phone it's like no why would you do that you just turn your phone it's like no trust me <laughs> we have a we have a demographic that would love yeah. this idea it's like a camera facing you could see your face in the screen on the reflection <laughs> it's like no trust me about this it's this, gonna be brilliant like, this is a high-tech well, mirror should we patent it? Nah, let's not patent it. Let's let every phone company from here on out just do that idea because it's so crazy. No one's going to ever want it. It's like, uh, that guy's like in Hawaii right now being like, I had the zillion dollar idea and no one took me seriously. Dang it. Uh, anyway, sorry about that, guys. Uh, so narcissist, I feel like we you talked about Madonna, who was like a female narcissist. I'm willing to say that there are they are definitely as as john was alluding to benevolent forms of manipulation and then uh obviously you know harmful forms of manipulation right and my point would be i consider madonna one of like the good forms because while she was focused on herself she was doing it in a way where there wasn't really anyone pioneering you know the music that she was doing the messages that she was going for the vogue identity and i'm like Hey, good for you. You may actually made music kind of awesome for like a period of time. And mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with that. Dread? Well, I was just going to say something similar to that um, is that uh, on the register of actors and their behaviors on set, you can differentiate between those who are narcissistic and those who are just self-promoting. Um, you know, there, there's some pretty bad examples and I'm trying to think of, uh, uh, trying to think of that one guy um, who was, the, I mean, you hear stories about how petulant and and childish and, and stomping on the thing and stomping on the ground. And I only want blue or take all the blue smarties out of my, uh, my bowl because, you know, I, you know, these, these, you know, terrible demands that uh, some actors and, and other performers make, on their assistants and on other people around the set to sort of place themselves at the center of all attention, whether that's positive or negative. Sure. Sure. And then what do you mean by self-promoting? What would be the alternative to that? Like, well, that's just, like Madonna is, is, I mean, she's got an agent, she's got a promoter, she's got, got it. you know, a, a stylist. She's got, I mean, it's about creating an image. Got it. And, and that person may, you know, go to, uh, you know, um, cancer treatment centers after the fact without telling anyone, you know what I mean? So, you know, using their position to do good, but without drawing attention to themselves, you know what I mean? Uh, Bill Gates foundation, for instance, is another case, you know? So there's, there's a lot of, you know, well-known people out there that are like, you know, care about their image, but it's not in the narcissistic way there. That's the benevolent, uh, sort of aspect to it and you know we were talking about this last time we were talking about narcissism but alfred nobel uh yeah. creator of the nobel peace prize right that is literally a guy being like i need to promote myself i may have done some bad things not bad things personally but people aren't mm-hmm. using my invention for bad things let's see if we can't use it to inspire some good in the world 
and we'll make an award that's like, hey, whoever's doing the best things for peace, we'll give you a million dollars because I got the money, right? Yeah. And and let's let's try to m- make an example that people can follow, like a testament of chains of people. We'll give it to women, we'll give it to men. It'll just be yeah. whoever is the most peaceful person, right? <laughs> <laughs> it tends to be the case that nowadays it's giant corporations that are applying for peace prizes, which, you know, is, is its own thing. But who, why would you want a million dollars giant company? Like, do you really need it? Like, for real? But anyway, um, I am happy to see people take the route of promotion in, in that aspect that you're referring to than petulant uh, narcissistic tirades, right? Mm-hmm. Though I will say this, when Will Smith is on set, he brings his own trailer. Like he doesn't charge the company, the movie company. He's like, I got my own van. I got my own trailer. I'm bringing my family with me. So it's not like I'm going to like clubs or anything. It's like, like I, I'm a family man. Really? I have like a three tower trailer that I bring with me. It's like a multi-million dollar thing, but it's his. It's like, hey, I bought this my own. Like I already made the investment. Just tell me where the movie is and I'll drive there or my guy will drive us there and we will have fun. And when we're done, we'll drive ourselves back to our home. I'm like, wow. I like the idea of like, hey, just invest in being the star that you feel like you are. Instead of having people pull your blue M&Ms out of your bowl, just buy like your own bowl of blueless M&Ms and you'll be like, I I gained the system. (laughs) I don't have to display of it. I like the things the narcissist like, but I'll buy it for myself. (laughs) And I feel like he kind of shortcutted the system there. I think there's something good to say. Uh, Larry, final thoughts? And then uh, we can go go around. You have any thoughts on narcissism? No, just what I was saying about it. It it just tends that they would want to go into public office because they think so much of themselves and so little of others. But I mean, there are a lot of people that run for office that that don't think that way. Uh, look at all the Democrats. <laughs> but, but I'm sure every party would look at the other party and think they're just a bunch of, of narcissists. Sure, sure, but, sure. At least yeah. some representatives. Hey, George Brown, how do you feel like we handled narcissism in today's show? I think there's a, a hell of a lot more mm-hmm. to it. And, um, you know, may I read my list of criteria again from last sure. week? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. And then uh, I want to mention three people to pay attention to okay uh characteristics this is narcissistic personality disorder grandiosity need for admiration and recognition disdain and lack of empathy for other people sense of personal superiority establishes abusive power and control over others fragile ego intolerance of criticism and belittles other people and i added the word seductive before you get to your Um, list of people i was just going to say that sounds exactly like god (laughs) well okay there's there's something that's not in there because uh, a narcissist doesn't like to take responsibility do they they always try to pass the can down to some somebody else who who is to blame and that reminds me of a certain son who allegedly took on board all of the sins of everybody and died (laughs) may i give my list of people please sure go for it okay i'm gonna do this real slow 
uh, if you're of a conservative bent, George Simon. He's a psychologist. George Simon, S-I-M-O-N. Romani Durvasala, D-U-R-V-A-S-A-L-A, and she uses the handle Dr. Romani, R-A-M-A-N-I. You'll find her on YouTube. She's an exceptionally good explainer about cluster B personality disorders and narcissists mm -hmm. in particular. And Sam Vaknin, Sam, S-A-M-V-A-C-N-I-N. And what's so fascinating about him is that he is a psychologist who is also a narcissist. So he will tell you the story from the inside. Self-diagnosed? I can't say. I don't know. Wow. Um, he didn't. He didn't just get a medical dictionary and read it and decide he had all the conditions. Did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, these these people have a presence on YouTube. Uh, Simon's own material tends to be very stale because he hasn't updated his stuff, you know. But it's still good. Cool. Done. All right, John. Where can we find you? Free Thought Productions, that's my YouTube channel. And I've just made another video today that is one minute and 10 seconds long. Oh, he's gaming that algorithm. Yes. <laughs> you, got, you got a sneak peek about what that one minute uh, vid is? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about um, atheism, our birthright. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. Interesting. Mm. Where do we find it, John? Free Thought Productions on YouTube. Also, Global Atheist News. I'm digging that channel. I love it. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. it. I love it. That's, I love it. That's, thank you for that. That's, that's my weekly review of how religion impacts humanity. It, well, every single time I cook breakfast, I have that thing playing. It's really good. Yeah. By the time I'm done, it's like, this is great. This is a great little update. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Dread, Pirate, yeah. hey, Pirate. give me an update. How you been? Not too bad. Um, I was going to give a name here, and I was thinking specifically about Val Kilmer, the actor, who's been uh, well reputed as being one of the worst actors uh, to work with on set. And uh, he, he, this is his quote. As you know, I have a reputation for being difficult, but only with stupid people. So <laughs> that really, that really does say it all. <laughs> but yeah. uh, as far as my content, you can find me on uh, on YouTube at Mind Pirate M I N D P Y R A T E. I stream their show when I'm on it uh, live on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm up to 95 people subscribers. Five more hey. is my threshold. Please subscribe. Very, very nice. And uh, you can find me on Let's Chat. I'm on YouTube and uh, we'll be here every week. Larry, you know, this atheism thing, I think it's just a fad. Unless if you know what it's about, tell me what it, tell me what you I got. happen to have a book. Nice. <laughs> Called Atheism. What's it all about? It's available on Amazon. Um, and I would also like to recommend people read Mary Trump's book um, on Trump himself. She is a trained psychologist and uh, says that he is a textbook narcissist as well. 
Uh, remember this this show, the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour, is available on Apple iTunes, Pocket Cast, Amazon, and podcasts everywhere. Just search for the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. My own content is on digitalfreethought.com. Be sure to click on the blog button for our radio show archives, atheist songs, and many articles on the subject. Uh, you can find my YouTube channel by searching for Larry Rhodes or Doubter5. If you have any questions for the show, you can send them to askanatheist at knoxvilleatheist.org. If you're having trouble leaving religious beliefs behind, you can get help from recoveringfromreligion.org. And by the way, if you're a member of a clergy, uh, a preacher, imam, pastor, priest, but no longer believe in the claims of your religion, there's help for you at the Clergy Project. The link is clergyproject.org. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. This has been the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Remember, everybody is going to somebody else's hell. The time to worry about it is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls are real. Until then, don't sweat it. Enjoy your life, and we'll see you next week. Say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Robin. <laughs>